everybody, and welcome to a new episode of StartupRad.io, your podcast show with startup news and interviews from Germany. Hello and welcome everybody, folks. This is once again Jörn from StartupRad.io. You are listening to the startup news, what was important, what was going on in the German startup scene, the wrap-up for October. And as you know it, I don't do it alone. Christian is once again here. Hey, Christian, how's New York doing? Awesome, obviously, as always. Uh, yeah, autumn is not coming, hasn't, hasn't come yet. It's still very warm and, uh, yeah, looking forward to our show today. The weather here in Germany, we may add it's recorded on the 26th of October 2017. So everything that happened till now is included. Everything that will happen in the last few days of October will be included in our new news and, um, Actually, I gotta admit, the fall is in Germany. We already had some storms here. We had a little bit cool weather here, but it wasn't very stable. It was always going up and down, up and down, up and down. Almost uh, the same as um, startups, right? <laughs> just tell you, uh, just tell you a little bit about the housekeeping. Once again, we have published a lot of videos since our last news podcast there are more on the shelf and we'll keep posting at least till the end of the year check out dub 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 youtube.com slash c slash startup radio since the last news we posted a few quickfire interviews as well as the interview with palvi palvi is pretty cool it's the flying car from the netherlands and we've conducted this interview live at the Frankfurt Motor Show. There's also another one upcoming with the founder of Pump. Pump is a mobility startup from Paris, which actually provides... Well, I, sh I, sh I shouldn't tell too much up front. Actually, you should have a look at it. And we also have been to the Frankfurt Book Fair here in lovely Frankfurt, where the German Association of Book Printers and Publishers, in German, j just for you to enjoy it, der Börsenverein des Deutschen Buchhandels, presented the startups of their accelerator program called Content Shift. We have been talking about it in the past, it's one of the accelerators located here in Frankfurt. Stay tuned for the interviews we conducted after the ceremony. And of course, www.youtube.com slash C slash Startup Radio. I'm a little bit behind the curve. There's a backlog on editing, but I, I deeply promise I'll catch up till Christmas. And there was a normal podcast audio-only interview with Raising, the Berlin-based deficit marketplace. Raisin was founded by Tamash. Tamash is a Georgian national and he used to be a McKinsey partner. And during the financial crisis, he saw that there had to change something. So he jumped ship to actually set up a startup. It's a very interesting story. And of course, you can listen to it exclusively on our podcast. Whew. That was my take. Christian, what did you find? <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. Uh, lots of numbers I found um, because we have um, the current issue or the most current issue of the German Startup Monitor, which provides um, insights into the German startup scene. Um, Deutsche Welle TV also had a little uh, piece about it, the um, German broadcaster abroad. 
the deutsche Startup Monitor found 1,837 startups in Germany with more than 4,000 founders. And the number of female founders increased, but is still lingering around a not so impressive 14.6%. So basically one in seven founders in a German startup is um, a woman for now. Um, most important university is the Technical University in Munich, TU München. And half of the startups in Germany feel as if they belong to a, a regional cluster who benefit from know-how transfer there, from cooperations and increased visibility. So that's probably interesting for listeners abroad that German regions really make an effort to cluster certain industries around their cities. So, for example, in um, the Stuttgart region, we would have more startups working for car manufacturers so because there is um daimler and mercedes and porsche and um bmw is not far away in munich which is only like a two-hour drive and so we have all these if you um, don't have a traffic jam <laughs> true true yeah a very yeah there are lots of jams afternoon that's true <laughs> yeah and so uh, it's it's a bit different uh compared to for example the u.s or maybe israel where it's all around i don't know the tel aviv region or in the u.s it's all silicon valley and maybe New York, that in Germany there's much more, uh, many more regional class clusters. It's a very optimistic business scene. Nine out of 10 founders consider the, the their situation is improving. One third of the startups employ other citizens or citizens from other countries in the European Union. So since um, we have the freedom to move and work wherever you want in the European Union, this is something that seems to work quite well. And we read that a lot, that especially after the financial crisis, a lot of younger people coming from Southern European countries like Spain, Greece, Italy also moved to Germany. And um, yeah, you see that in a lot of German startups that um, oftentimes even English is the language of choice, uh, not even German. On average, the startups in the on in the Deutsche Startup Monitor have 13.2 employees. They plan to grow by around seven to eight more in the upcoming 12 months, I guess that is. And then what's very important for us, little regional, for our regional pride, um, since we both come from the state of Hessia in the middle of Germany, around 8% of the founders relocate to Hessia with their company. Then they came up with uh, the different industries where the startups um, have their business in or where the startups operate in. Biggest one is software with around 20%, followed by software as a service with 12%. And fintechs, um, which we talk about a lot here, only surprisingly make up for around 4.6% of the startups. Of course, we have the uh, monitor in our show notes, but this, these are some numbers about the German startup ecosystem in general. And another ecosystem news is that European banks will have to share data with their rivals, including fintechs, writes Bloomberg. And it's due to PSD2, the European Union's second payment service direct. So it's a little legal lingo stuff, but you can find further information also in our show notes, which leads us to the hubs and... Frankfurt. Especially Frankfurt, yes. We have been once again ahead of the curve. You may remember in December 2016, we published our interviews with Dwins. Now it happens that Deutsche Bank bought a 25% stake for approximately 1 million euro exactly in this Frankfurt-based fintech. It's actually a workplace since it was founded actually by Twins. And I always had the problem to understand, uh, guys, 
who of you was now talking? <laughs> so very nice guys. I met them in person as well. They are located at Deutsche Börse Fintech Hub there. And um, of course, you can learn more about them in our interview. And if you click on the link, you will have the German news article by Gründerszene. We also talk IPO because, as I said, it's the 26th. This is important because on November 2nd, um, HelloFresh aims for a 1.8 billion US dollar IPO valuation in their Frankfurt IPO. And as said, the first date of trading will be November 2nd, which is important since Germany is basically shut down till the 31st since there's 500 years ago Martin Luther published his 95 thesis and there we have a special holiday just once every 500 years I assume so 31st Germany is completely shut down and on November 1st some of the states have public holidays so November 2nd is the first general working day here in Germany again Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Yes. You talk. Um, <laughs> so um, Amazon will come to uh, Stuttgart or come to Germany and open an AI center there in the so-called Cyber Valley, which is close to Stuttgart. Very uh, uh, area which is already very strong on industry because um, the world's largest automotive and machine building cluster is already there, and um, a lot of household names are coming from that area, like Bosch, Daimler, Porsche, and now um, in which are actually Schwaben um, family names. Swabians. Yeah. Yeah. And Swabians have a, have a, have a strong reputation in Germany. Um, yeah. Because, for example, they also have a very strict sweeping regime. If you live in Schwaben, you have to, um, sweep the pavement in front of your building on a Saturday afternoon. Otherwise, your neighbors will get pissed and, um, yeah, think you're not a good enough neighbor. We can talk about that some other time. But I, during my 14 years I lived in Stuttgart, <laughs> I really suffered under the very strict Swabian sweeping regime. It's crazy. I, I had in mind when you came up with this sweeping regime <laughs> that there's a tradition. I don't know if it's actually in Schwaben, in Swabia. Um, when you are 30 and you're not married on a Saturday morning, you have to clean the stairs in front of the church yes. so that everybody knows you're still available and uh, they can grab you. Yeah. It's More a very, less. it's a very old custom, and you <laughs> just do, still do it in like small cities. It's not as if, well, it's not as if in a, a place like Berlin, there's thousands of thirty-year-olds <laughs> sweeping the churches. But yeah, yeah, I do remember that from like when I was younger, that a lot of people still had to do it. And sometimes it's the churches, sometimes it's the municipality buildings. But yeah, terrible. Custom. Depend depends terrible who custom. has the the larger stairs, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Well, anyway, let's move on to companies. And there's also a little, little nice oddity because it has to do with uh, the city I'm living in, New York. So um, there used to be a German politician. His name is Karl Theodor zu Gutenberg. So uh, he's of uh, royal descent, you can say. And um, he, his was a curious case because he rose to power or to fame, let's say, very fast. 
a couple of years ago, he became the German uh, Minister for Secretary for Business, then the German Secretary for Defense. And not a lot of people, I think, would say that he necessarily had a good track record there. But then he had to step down because of huge scandal related to his PhD thesis, because it basically turned out that he copy and pasted like two thirds of it. And on like nearly every page, there were parts where he had just copy pasted it. And by the way, it was three months before I finished my PhD thesis. And so thanks, thanks again for that, for like <laughs> making me feel as if I spent three years of my life for nothing. So his name, Karl Theodor zu Gutenberg, he then somehow got out of the public eye or uh, left the spotlight. And, um, claimed that he had found a consulting company in New York called uh, Spitzberg and Partners, I think, and the German um, website Gründerszene. Um, I do believe it's a VC company. Oh, it's a VC company. Okay, well, yeah, there you it, go. It, that, that's why it's in our news. Okay, sorry. A couple of media outlets tried to track it down, and turns out it's not really sure whether it's more than a yeah than just a, an address in some random office building in New York. So they say they are not um, able to accommodate visitors, for example, for interviews. Yeah, it's really interesting because there were some rumors that probably now after the election he might end up as a secretary again. He comes from the Bavarian part of the uh, of Merkel's party, so it's a bit like the Tea Party wing of Merkel's party, and he's really considered, still considered to be one of the rising stars because he has such a charming presence and is, is good on rhetoric. But yeah, it's not really it's not really sure so yeah it was just a nice little juicy side note story in terms of the german vc scene which can be which can be a bit more glamorous than people might think and karl theodor zu gutenberg ktg as we call them him proves it mm -hmm. speaking about schwaben there are some big competitors of tesla as well bloomberg quint wrote that daimler steals tesla's thunder with heavy duty electric truck which means just a few weeks ahead of the scheduled date of the public presentation of the tesla truck electronic truck battery powered heavy duty truck on the tokyo motor show i do believe well bloomberg just write weeks so it's it wasn't too long that they actually beat them, but you see there's a increasing rivalry between Tesla and other car builders, and right now it doesn't look like Tesla is too much ahead of all the others. Yeah. Also related to that, I saw a um, statistic, I think it came out in June or July, uh, regarding patents on uh, self-driving cars, and surprisingly there's a lot of German companies uh, on top of it, and it's some kind of like a hidden champion thing, and uh, the, German, the German industry seems to be a bit more muscular than people would actually think about them. A nice little they, they are rather bad in the public relations department yeah, they're they're probably. not really bad in inventions yeah right? yeah i mean it's always this german this german idea of uh rather getting things done than bragging about it i guess so yeah mm -hmm. but uh talking about startups bragging, yeah we have a nice little yeah we have a nice nice little exit it's about a math learning app called Math42, which just got acquired for 20 million euros. So um, cheers to that. And then we have open source company called OpenX Change with 
a big axe, of course, and they raised 21 million euros for further expansion of the company. And then we have exclusive news by the uh, uh, by the outlet Gründerszene, who actually doesn't do a podcast. Awesome. We got to admit, um, Christian is also writing for them because he basically covers the news and then gives a wrap up in the morning. Nonetheless, uh, exclusively Gründerszene reported that Deloitte bought Berlin-based company builder called Makers. Yes, and we got some numbers from SpotCap, which ever since they started already collected a hundred million euro, and it's a credit platform offering um, credit to um, small and medium-sized companies. So it's it's not as like a very impressive number, but it's a hundred million euro in uh, since 2014. Yeah, so so they are going places. It's always is tough i guess in the finance uh industry so and rocket internet that's really really true always always tough in the financial uh, in the financial industry right there's our traditional rocket internet corner it appears that they either get less coverage or that other startups also get in the news a lot i'm not sure which one of both it is but the rocket internet backed global savings group secured 19.2 million to grow beyond couponing so basically it sounds like they are oh what was the name of the company everybody used to have their their coupons what was it called groupon groupon yeah totally i i haven't heard seen anything from from them as it feels for quite some time, but actually, uh, did you use them recently? I, I don't want to admit it, but I do. Um, well, they always have these good restaurant offers, like where you can you pay twenty bucks for a forty dollar credit at a restaurant. And I mean, I like to try new restaurants, and then sometimes it's just fun. Awesome. I'm sorry. Then we. I'm a cheap, I'm a cheap shot. Don't, in that. I, yeah. I'm very confident if you're a freelance journalist in New York, you have to go. cut corners from time to time. I don't there think it's it, it just, just spending there two or three weeks in a row always makes me almost bankrupt. So it's, it's yeah. really not cheap <laughs> and competition and events. This time we have the upcoming Euro Finance Tech 2017 on November 16th. Keep in mind, that this is an event we'll be present live and direct from our startup couch. We don't have a definite schedule, but basically we will be there in the middle and doing some live interviews, streaming in the internet on our YouTube channel again. And of course, called Merck, they are doing an own accelerator program. It's called Merck Accelerator, and we are also partners there and help to search for startups and they are looking for a new batch of startups application deadline is november 13th and they are looking for very exotic areas like performance materials healthcare life science sensors and all really really fancy stuff so if you have something to do if you're a startup and have something to do with biology medicine or something that just loosely relates to it 
you should check out the website and of course you will find the show notes here www.startupbrate.io also if you listen to this on facebook or youtube www.startupbrate.io and you can find our show notes which already brings us to our section stay ahead of the curve with uh nice little resources that help you yeah get ahead in the startup scene or in the startup business we have three little articles there this time around one is from deutsche startups de and um, it's a list of 56 deals investment deals that uh, were made in the past couple of months more than 200 million euro in vc money fled flew into them so um, you can see that list and a link to that list in our show notes then we have a little analysis about ai and uh, the fact that ai might put 10 million jobs at high risk more than were eliminated by the great recession there's an article about that at cbinsights.com and we have an article about how unicorns are moving abroad and out of the US and how more and more unicorns are built outside of the United States which might be related to Trump you never know but I think <laughs> in these days we will always you're always on the right side of history if you blame bad things of Trump, uh, on Trump and um, so yeah the creation of billion dollar startups is shifting out of the US and um, it's also from CB Inside a research brief there. That's it. That's all, folks. Yeah. That's it. Uh, fortunately, um, we didn't record uh, the first time when we've been chatting. We had a lot of laughters and a lot of interesting stuff to exchange. But nonetheless, stay tuned. We will have at least the November wrap-up and the December news wrap-up. And then you can hear from us again in January. And keep in mind, I'll still editing all the videos, all the um, audio interviews I still have on the shelf. So that means stay tuned for a lot of cool content coming up. Yes, you better should. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs> so bye-bye from New York. See ya.